Brad is a bad person, is looking for an editor. Working with a small and very laid-back team, we need someone who shares our sense of humour to help take our raw recordings and turn them into the magic that we release every fortnight. Audio editing experience is absolutely not essential, but a willingness to learn and an ear for detail are. If this sounds like you or someone you know, please get in touch with us at bradisabadperson at gmail.com. Now enough from me, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to Brad is a Bad Person. We've been talking about ethics lately as part of our larger season theme of philosophy, and we're going to stick with ethics today as we talk about the ethical implications of selfishness. Now, as a reminder, this season we've decided Brad will come into every episode without any idea of what we're discussing. Just like the first season. (laughs) Just so we can get his organic reactions. So, my name is Morgan. I'll be the host for this episode. I am joined, as always, by Lachlan. Hello. Who's a good person, and Brad, who is a bad person. Yep. How are we, gents? Feeling selfish tonight? I'm feeling extremely selfish. <laughs> so, uh, let's, As usual. Let's get this shit started. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, should we jump straight into the first uh, topic? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Alright. So, the first topic is the Ring of Gyges. So, many, many moons ago, Plato wrote in the Republic about this mythical object. Now, the Ring of Gyges, much like the One Ring from the Lord of the Rings makes its wearer invisible. But unlike the One Ring, there are no side effects. It just makes you invisible, but you're exactly the same otherwise. So, Plato was really trying to... Sauron can't see you while you're wearing it. (laughs) Plato was really trying to cut to the core of why humans act the way we do. So, he wanted to know, are people naturally moral or are they just concerned with their public image and reputation? Are they just scared of the consequences, maybe? So, Brad, if you're invisible, would you act morally? Is this a, a hypothetical ring? I'm just, just trying to... Like, he didn't actually make a <laughs> ring that turns you invisible. I know he's a smart dude, you know. Um, <laughs> he wasn't that smart. No one's that smart. Uh, no one's smart enough to make an invisible ring? <laughs> Brad Brad doesn't act morally now, so, like, why is a ring going to change that? <laughs> no, yeah, no, I think the ring would change my personality quite substantially. No, there was there was this um, this guy who was, a, who was a Lydian king, and the story was that he... He killed the current king and married the king's wife, and there was this idea that he, um, 
he found he found some <laughs> ring that made him invisible, and that's how he was able to kill him. But it's all just like a, a myth sort of thing. But the idea of a, a ring that makes you invisible, obviously, um, mm. yeah, gets the it's the, the juices <laughs> flowing. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So um, you're saying so basically, what, would you act morally? If I were to get a, a a ring that could make me invisible, would I, you know, start you know peeking on girls in the shower or something like that? Like, or would I change my behaviour? <laughs> Yeah, because the answer is yes. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I was, I was going to, I was going to ask you these questions. Like, would you start stealing things, and then would you watch attractive people getting changed, like that movie trope where you know mm. they sneak into the girls' locker room or something like, like, some, that. like, like so would you Yeah, some, I was going to say some yeah, exactly. real porky shit. You know, like yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think we're you know just based on past behavior. I usually take the path of least resistance, so. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't have to work for anything, I can just stroll into a bank vault and steal, like, a couple oh, hundred Gs. I'm proud Gs. of you that you've been able to acknowledge that about yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah, aware Lachlan of it. And I had a, we had a little discussion before, and uh, oh, great. we were wondering if you would... Um... Why? Yeah. No, I'm very morally <laughs> uh, straightforward. No, um, no. look, I, I think you were... There, there are situations that you would, uh, you would definitely, you'd be liars, uh, like you'd be lying to yourself if you said you wouldn't do it. Like if you know, for example, your family got into some sort of financial trouble, of course you're going to do it. You're gonna, you want to protect what's yours. Um, not what someone else's though. If you're stealing, well, I mean, it's a victimless crime. Is it stealing? Is not a victimless crime. The victim is the person who had something stolen. From oh them. no! That's I'm, really okay, so here's where I would draw the line. I would steal Robin Hood style from the. Uh, extremely wealthy banks and give to myself the extremely not wealthy uh but i'd also i wouldn't just stop it you know like oh i've got enough to you know not die i'd be like i'll give myself a little on the top you know like make things Ah, comfortable it's good that you're admitting that sort of thing because i was thinking with this there are like there are a couple of classes of immoral behavior Mm -hmm. and one of them is like you were saying victimless sort of stuff where you could like say if you wanted to sneak into the AFL grand final or the Super Bowl or something like that there's really no victim to you doing that you're just getting away with not buying a ticket and yeah but obviously there are things that would have um, yeah so in that that scenario you're not actually taking money or anything you're just not giving them more revenue so it's not like you're actually physically stealing anything you're just not providing them with the Would you thing. download a car? Oh, we're about to get into an argument about piracy. <laughs> I pirate shit all the time. No, it was, we'll save it for another time. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, look, I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, naive enough to say that I wouldn't. I would absolutely. And, I mean, part of it is, like, uh, curiosity. I mean, I, I'd take it for a stroll in a gym locker room or something once or twice just to till the nobody <laughs> wore off. Because, I mean, there's... Eh, it's like eh, like after a while, it's just watching naked people. I mean, I can do that on the internet anytime I want, you know. Right, but would would that start amping up? And you were like, hey, if I was to do something here, I wouldn't get caught. Like, you know, as dark as it is, there was a movie Hollow Man. If you guys have seen yes. it, it's a it's yeah. about a guy who um, documentary yes. makes himself invisible, and yeah, he he ends up raping and murdering people because he's just like. And turns into a psychopath. Mm. So, do you know for sure that you wouldn't go get bored of watching girls get changed in locker rooms and start, you know, grabbing them or stuff? Do I have to escalate? Yeah, pretty much because I don't find the thought appealing at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's, well, it's not, not like all of a sudden I'm just going to flip the switch and be like, yep, I'm a rapist now. Um, yeah, there's kind of, there's that. You have a pretty. It, it seems like that's not a natural progression of things yeah. for most people. For Like some people, that line's either there or it's yeah. not. And I think, yeah. I think you if, can always. Even if you're invisible, the weird there's too. still a line. Like uh, the rape, like people who you know commit all these kinds of crimes, I think they they have an inkling to themselves. So not like it just snuck out out of nowhere. Like, oh, just rape someone. Like oh, I did not see myself doing that ever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like how did that? Happen? Yeah, exactly. Now I could lie to you and say I don't have that inkling. I think. But- I think the key difference with with this whole topic is like whether you're doing these things because you have this ring that makes you invisible and that allows you to do those things or whether you're doing them because you wanted to do it anyway but you were worried about what people the would think because they'd yeah. be able to see you put your face to it. Yeah. Not not even just consequences, just the social implications of people knowing that you look at naked women in locker rooms. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, and you can now do that without being identified. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just say, I, like, I was listening to a podcast and Jordan Peterson was talking about this um, this sort of thing, and he was saying, um, from what I can tell, that he thinks a person can only be considered moral if they have the capability to create mayhem, but they choose not to. So, mm-hmm. he uses the phrase, obedient coward, um, which I think is pretty good, and uh-huh. he says that those people aren't moral because the only thing holding back their darkness or their, their immoral actions is fear of the repercussions it was like the social repercussions are actually getting caught for committing a crime so um a person is only moral if they understand they have a dark side and they have that evil inside them but they are able to tame it they're able to master it so what do you guys think about that i think i'm an obedient coward <laughs> <laughs> i i was i was talking to my wife about this earlier today if I had one of these rings, and not even if I had one of these rings, just if I had a way of getting away with it 100% scot free, like no consequences, mm-hmm. I would rob banks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't murder people all the time, would you? No, I, so you I have, have no reason well, yeah. to murder people. Yeah. I mean, if someone, you know, got in the way and had to be rubbed out. <laughs> I'm not I'd above send it. Them with a, I'd send them to sleep with the fishes, you know. Old Don Locklino. <laughs> but. <laughs> but yeah, if I could get away with it, if I had some method where there was no consequences, I'd rob a bank, no question. Would you rob your neighbour though? Would you go to your neighbour's house and steal jewellery and stuff? Um, because is this just the difference not. between like a probably like a not faceless that, corporation? That has, well, that's the thing that that has sentimental value to them. Um, whereas if I rob a bank, I'm taking money. That money's insured anyway. Like, the people who are keeping their money in the bank aren't going to lose it. Yeah. So, it's it's a victimless crime, really. Yeah. Mm, okay. No, I, I get what he's saying. It's like, the, it's in not coming out, sense of, of, out of someone's pocket. It's just, like, it's there, but it's not coming out of a pocket. It's no one person It's reducing the profits of the very wealthy insurance companies. Yeah, exactly. I get what he's saying. I'm not, it, it's not entirely victimless, but, you know. It's, it's it's much more victimless. victimless than going into someone's house and taking the jewelry that their dead great grandmother gave them on their deathbed. Yeah, yeah. So you're obviously saying here that it sounds like what you're saying is that obviously you understand that stealing is wrong, but you say when it's just cutting into the profits of an extremely wealthy company mm. or person, then yeah, that's okay. Now, I I'm not saying it's okay. 
He's saying he'd do but it. Though. I'm saying it's it's yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. I would uh, in doing it, I would understand that I was committing a crime and that but it was wrong. If yeah. I could get away with it, I still would do it. Yeah. Like yeah, well, welcome's going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> like piracy. I know I can get away with downloading Game of Thrones. I know it's illegal. I still do it. <laughs> it's like that, uh, you know, that thing, would you download a car? Yeah, it's like, God, it's like I, good, I would download the shit out of a car. <laughs> I would absolutely download a car. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a more ridiculed anti-piracy thing in the world. I, leak, leak it there. Oh, there the, definitely has been. There definitely <laughs> has been. I'll put in, it on the blog, blog yeah, there was, for sure. It's there's, so bad. This, there's this clip where there was this like um whatever you call it public service thing where a, a guy is gonna copy his game on a floppy disk and um there's don't this copy rap that floppy. called Don't Copy That Floppy <laughs> It's talking about how new games won't be made if you don't buy a copy of the game because they won't be able to, you know, afford to make games. And as you guys know, the video game industry is completely falling apart and no one oh, plays video it games. Is there, so. Garbage. Yeah. People still play them, but they suck. <laughs> it's because everyone's eating into their profits. Man. They can't afford to, to make new games, develop. And- Piracy brought rise to microtransactions. Yeah. And what are those DMRs? Loot boxes, DLC. What are the- yeah, that shit. Oh, DRM. DRM, that's it, yeah. DRM doesn't work. Yeah, I know it doesn't, but it's AIM. This is a conversation for another day. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Let's make a podcast about video games. Don't, don't, don't get me going. In regards to the ring, I'm going to bring it back to the ring, boys, and I'm going to say that I, I consider myself rather, you know, impish and a bit of a trickster. <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon that I, w- I would uh, more use it to, to mess with people, you know, you know, sort of a joking way, I think. I feel like part of me would like to just stroll down the busiest road in, like, Melbourne or something completely butt naked <laughs> and just be like, I- I'm here. No one can see me, but I'm, I, like, I know that I've done this. Would you take the ring off and then put it back on immediately so you just like a flash of a naked Actually, guy? now that you've brought that up, I absolutely would. <laughs> some people would say it, some people wouldn't. Yeah. And they'd be like, what the fuck is that? Am I saying things? Yeah, just like the uh, Fight Club thing where you flash it in there for like one sixteenth <laughs> yeah. of a second. Just, just subliminal <laughs> naked Brad. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, that, that's, that's the kind of shit I would do. Not, yeah, I'm not, not going to hurt anyone. Though. Nothing malicious. That's good. So, just to finish with this, to finish with this topic, if you were offered this ring, would you accept it or would you reject it? So, would you trust yourself to use it um, and not go crazy or? Absolutely accepting that 10 times out of 10 would accept ring again. Um, <laughs> would you I'm take taking that. I'll take it. Yeah, I'd take it. When you, when you say trust myself not to use it poorly, like I'd, I'd use it to rob banks. Yeah, but are you worried that you would go crazy and like the power? And like, yeah. Ah, well, that's getting into like the Lord of the Rings One Ring territory there. Like it, it, it's eats into your mind. It corrupts you. Like, yeah, are you, are you not going to go crazy and then be like, I disagree with how this guy? It's going to turn me into Gollum. This guy, you know, represents himself and he, he's everything I hate. I'm just going to go destroy his life now in some way or another. Not necessarily killing him, but you know, I might. I might do that, but I'd still take the ring. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's no one man should have all that power. You know, Kanye West is right. Uh, okay, wait. Well, so you're saying you would turn down this super ring, Morgs? Yeah, definitely. And mm. more than that, I would say just like government, anybody who runs for government should automatically be disqualified <laughs> because the sort of person who wants to have that much power should never have it. So yeah, that's a good anyone, point. Anyone, 
anyone who would accept this ring definitely shouldn't have it and I wouldn't want it. Well, then how would you have a government? That's like then? how I wouldn't I wouldn't want to date anyone who would date me. Says, <laughs> says the married man. Is that the Groucho Marx or quote or whatever? He says, I refuse to be <laughs> yeah. part of any club that would accept me as a member. <laughs> no, I would throw this ring into the fires of Mordor and go that with. Would <laughs> say so you would accept it to destroy it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'd, I'd destroy it. So you would take it and then destroy it immediately because this is sounding very Lord of the Rings. Well, Logs, you have my sword. <laughs> you have my sword. <laughs> okay, boys, so we're going to uh, switch topics now, talk about something else, and uh, a nice way to lead into it would be with um, everybody's favourite segment, Morgan's Movie oh, Review. It's Morgan's Movie Review! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the movie I reviewed uh, this week, it'll become obvious why I reviewed it, um, is called The Box. So, The Box, made in 2009, is a film about a couple played by James Marsden and Cameron Diaz who are presented with a package and a strange offer. Push the button on top of the box and you receive $1 million, but someone, somewhere, whom you don't know, will die. The premise comes from a short story titled Button Button, but the actual plot is very different to the original story. So, despite this intriguing premise and excellent setup in the first act, the movie does not live up to its potential. The problem with this film is that it is too ambitious and refuses to be boxed in to one narrative (laughs) and intended. The story begins as the fall of man when Adam and Eve ate the apple from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The story then moves into a retelling of crime and punishment, but misses the mark because the torture placed on the main characters comes from an outside force not their own conscience and morality. Suddenly, the story is about an otherworldly being testing the human race to see if we are moral enough to be allowed to continue existing. Cynical misanthropy may have been appropriate if the movie was following the box givers rather than one recipient of the box, but don't worry because that arc is quickly abandoned too. Perhaps the most frustrating aspect of the box is its stubborn refusal to accept that it has turned supernatural. Each impossible occurrence is explained away by the characters quoting Clark's law that any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Apparently, one day technology will be so far advanced that the laws of physics will no longer apply. For a movie about a couple, given the option of killing someone for money, you could be blamed for expecting a venture into the realms of ethics, morality, guilt, and conscience. However, the box decides that this premise is an appropriate setup for a half-hearted exploration of Jean-Paul Sartre's writings on free will. It's the old bait-and-switch in the worst possible way. Two out of ten, get fucked. What a shit movie. (laughs) (laughs) The old bait-and-switch in the worst possible way. Morgan and I actually saw that movie together uh, the first time Morgan saw it, and it it started off really well. It was really interesting and had a lot of potential, and about halfway through, it just went to fucking shit. I've never seen it, it so I really have bad. to take your word. But oh, I did. I do remember when it came out, and I just had no interest in seeing. Well, Lachlan and I went to see it because it had a, such a great premise. We are in, uh, we were traveling in New York at the time. We wanted to go to the cinemas and I was like, shit, that sounds like an awesome movie. That sounds like a great setup. And it was a great setup. So, about 40 minutes into the movie, it totally turns to shit. But until then, it was excellent. Oh, there you go. And uh, just a quick side note, Morgan drank a 40-ounce uh, cherry soda during that movie. Uh, for, for you, everyone that's not American, uh, it's about, what, 1.2 litres? <laughs> Yeah, that's that was their small. So. 
Uh, anyway, let's let's talk about the books. Brad, would you push the button? Absolutely. <laughs> Case closed. I don't know who's going to die. Give a shit. People die all the time. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. It's a million dollars. I'd probably hit it three times. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to kill someone, I want to live comfortably as well. So Now, if you said, oh, hey, would you do it for $10,000? No. Would I do it? I didn't say that. No, I'm, no, I'm just saying. Like, I have a limit. Oh, if I did. If yeah, I did. it was a <laughs> hypothetical. We're in our hypothetical city. Well, I was, I was going to get to this later because obviously we we're all going to say, no, I would never push it. A million but, dollars uh, is I right about that. what amount of money you would, but obviously it's less than a million. What well, would you I, I don't know, man. I'm just so advanced, you know. It's indistinguishable from magic. I can read your mind. <laughs> Um, no, nah, look, I, I would hit the button. It's one person, a million dollars, that helps me for the rest of my life. Uh, I like the numbers, one in seven billion. It, you know, it could be me, it could be the person sitting right next to me, but one in seven billion, I like those odds, you know? No, 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 no. It's not you don't know who will die. It's a person you don't know will die. Oh, even better. I really like those odds then. Yeah. That's, that's, that's freaking amazing. But would you push it for less? Would I push it for less? Uh, oh. Would you push it for $900,000? Hmm. Realistically, I think I would push it for $900,000, but you start, you really start to hit that gray area for me because if I'm going to push it, I want it to make my life super comfortable. Like, you know, like <laughs> to live with the guilt that I've... No, you no want to end guilt. someone else's life but make yours yeah. more comfortable. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like if you, you say 500000 it's like probably not because, I mean, that's enough maybe to get a house, which, don't get me wrong, is comfortable, but I'm still going to have to work for the rest of my life, you know. Um, I'm going to have bills and a mortgage and everything to pay or, you know, all that kind of jazz. How can you say that you would do it though, Brad? Like, what are you talking about? You Would you would you actually murder someone? Would you, no. How would you live with the yourself? The button's killing someone. I'm receiving money. I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> you have done something right. If you what said, you would about? I shoot someone in the face for a million dollars? Probably not. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm a bit of a pussy. I just don't. Probably not. Okay. This, this kind of goes back to the uh, the trolley problem where you'd pull yeah. the lever, but you wouldn't push the fat guy. Exactly. You're, well, I, I would have pushed the fat guy, but you sort of remove, <laughs> you're removed from the situation a bit when you're just hitting a button. Like, you don't know who's going to die. It's, it doesn't affect your day that much because people die every day and I, there's not a lot. It doesn't affect your day. It affects somebody else's life. It literally kills them. Yes, person. I know, but lots of people die all over the world for preventable reasons every day like at least this one i get a yeah, million but that dollars doesn't make murder okay yeah, i'm not i'm not killing anyone you are killing someone it's exactly the same as murder. all right Lachlan, because if i'm you're getting a mob- no brad this is important if you're a mob boss <laughs> and you say to one of your henchmen go and shoot that guy in the face mm-hmm. is that as bad as going and shooting him yourself are you not still responsible for that you're murder? still responsible yeah like oh but people die all the time so it doesn't matter <laughs> Depends what they die People for. die all the time, therefore I could just fucking fly a plane into the World Trade Center. People die. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now, we're getting, now it's getting a bit ridiculous, but okay. I, get what? I understand what? your 3,000 people is nothing. People die all the time. Yeah. 3,000 people probably died today. It's nothing. Yeah, I know. Right? What are you talking about? Why would you kill someone? All right, like, I just want to know, would you hit the button? Yeah, I would. Yeah, so you, you would. You. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you might have to church. Got some Jesus in you. That stone cold silence there for a second while Morg's mind was just like, I know horrible people. No, it was just the realization that I need new friends. And I was yeah, like, exactly. Oh, sucks. I've been saying that for years, but we're too old to make new friends, so you're stuck with it. Well, let me say this to you guys. I was gonna, I was gonna say this uh, in the event that one of you two would say that you would push the button. So let's reverse the offer. So, someone comes to your door and says, hey, mate, can I kill you? 
if you let yep. me kill you, I'll give a million dollars to a stranger. Would you do that? No, no absolutely not. If, you, if they said, can I kill you, I'll give a million dollars to your family, then we start talking to you. Because there's no ben- net benefit to me if the stranger gets a million dollars. That's right. Yeah. Therefore, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, <laughs> let, let this lead you to the conclusion. Therefore, <laughs> you shouldn't push the button. No, no I'm not it's saying that- personal gain. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that I would uh, that I'd feel good about it. I'd, but yeah, I'd I'm not. Be... I'm not saying that it's right or yeah. ethically okay to press the button. Mm-hmm. But I'd still do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is this is the ultimate ethical principle that I thought it was a given for everybody in the world. <laughs> it's treat others as you would like to be treated. Yes. Like, that's the golden rule. If you if you're saying that you wouldn't accept this offer, can I kill you? I'll give a stranger a million dollars then you're saying you wouldn't want to be the person on the other end, so therefore you have no right to push that button because you don't want that done to you, so you shouldn't do that to someone else. Let's put it this way. You just said uh, I, they have no right to push the button, right? I wouldn't be upset at someone else who pushed the button. <laughs> if I was on the unfortunate <laughs> mystical end of this button that finishes me off and I'm at the pearly whites for saying, Of course you wouldn't goes, be upset. You'd be dead. No, 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 no. Just shut up for a second. Let me finish. <laughs> so I'm at the pearly white. St. Peter goes, by the way, someone pressed the button. The oh, God babe, gave if them you a- think you're getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm in limbo. About? Whatever the fuck. There's, a, there's some gatekeeper or something. And he goes, by the way. You're not in limbo. You are dead set going to hell if you would actually consider pushing that button. Just, just shut up and let me finish. Right? So I'm sitting there. I'm dead. All right. And he goes, he goes to me, oh, by the way, someone pressed the button. That's why you died. And I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. He goes, but they got a million dollars. I go, well, fair play to him. I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> That's very reasonable of you, Brad. Yeah, look, a fair play. I'm dead, whatever, you know, upset for my family and everything. But, you know, that guy got a million dollars. He's probably going to live a pretty good life. You know, his family's going to be pretty, you know, like, I'll, Gates, I'll give it to him. Bill Gates pushed the button and got a million dollars. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Bill Gates would push the button, though, because he's got no, he's definitely billion. Would. Yeah. Because he has morals? No, because he already has enough money. Bill Gates is, like, one of the greatest humanitarians ever. Yeah, he's giving away all his money and stuff. Yeah, he, definitely, he definitely would not kill someone for money. Well, if he knew it was Brad, he would have to do it as a humanitarian. <laughs> I'm just saying, you ask an, a kid, an Indone- like a kid in Indonesian slum or something like that, he's going to jam that button so many fucking times, it's not even funny. So that makes it okay for you to do it? No. Do it, so that's okay. I'm just okay. saying it's relative to personal experience. Like, I'm not well off, so I, I, I would want money. Brad, you're I, in the top 1% in the world. In the world, yeah. I'm not well oh, off in Australia. Brad's a 1%. We're, we're all well off in, in the respect that we don't live in Liberia. Or fucking Haiti or somewhere like that. I'm just saying that in Australia, I'm not considered wealthy. What's wrong with Haiti? I want to provide for my You wouldn't say it's a shithole, would you? I would absolutely (laughs) say it's a shithole and I stand by that. So, you like someone lives in Beverly Hills and they're like, well, you know, relative to the other people in Beverly Hills, I'm actually pretty poor. Yeah, and they might. I I couldn't get angry at them doing it if they think that they need more money. Ah, fuck. We're going to have to talk about someone else. This is giving me shit. (laughs) No. Hey, you started this. I'm just saying that I I couldn't be angry because I would do the same thing. But the chances of, say, Elon Musk hitting the button are very slim because he's a billionaire. He's got money. He doesn't need any more money. The chances of him being the one person in the world who's offered this is very low as well, Brad. And you're you're taking a very dim view. Yeah, they're about the same chance as me. Yeah, you're taking the very dim view. Same chance as me. I, I understand, Brad. I know numbers yeah. better than you, so you don't have to say that again. Um, you're saying that everybody in the world, like, you're in the top 1% of wealth in the world, and you're saying everybody mm-hmm. below you would push it. 
some yes. kid in an Indonesian slum or whatever you said. So yeah. you're saying, oh, if Elon Musk got it, he wouldn't push it. So you're you're happy. You're, you yeah. think that 99.9% of people in the world would push it or whatever. I'm saying that if Elon Musk lived in an Indonesian slum, he would push it. It's not because he, of some sort of ethics and morals that he wouldn't. I'm saying that he has money to but live do you, do you think people's principles and morals are tied to their wealth? It's like, well, you know, I'm poor, so therefore it's okay to kill someone. Like, what do you think? No, I'm saying uh, I think a lot of people's are, like, when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, wealth is a large indicator. Uh, I'm also, I also think that there's a lot of people, <laughs> I also think there's a lot of people out there who would, would never even dream of hitting the button like yourself. All right? And they're better people than me. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm a good person. Those are called good people. This this podcast has gone mm-hmm. Brad's a bad person, so I shouldn't be too surprised. But fuck, yeah. Brad is an <laughs> evil person as well. <laughs> you can call it evil. Lachlan's a I'm nihilist, okay I think. Whereas Brad's just like a selfish <laughs> sort of evil yeah. person. You asked me about selfishness. I would be selfish in this situation. I'm not. Not even going to try and deny. What's What's your number then? What I would push it for. Yeah. Uh, the soul is priceless, Brad. I would never fucking push it. You could not <laughs> so get So, someone comes it. up to you and goes, oh, we, we could make you give you a billion dollars to hit the button. Not a chance. No way. Not a chance? Okay, no. we could make you the richest person in the world. So, I think that the higher the richest person in the world is like $80 billion or something. Well, again, I, I was I, I planned this conversation yes on no? the contingency that you guys would you know say no because I thought blah, blah, blah. But my point I was going to ask. $80 billion, could, yes or no? Is it? No, I wouldn't. Is it possible that you could spend the million dollars in a way that would save more than one life? So, like, in a, in a sort of weird utilitarian way, you could yeah. say that pushing the button was actually the moral thing to do because you saved two or three people or whatever. I don't think anyone who pushes the button is going to use that money to save life. Yeah, I know. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying as an out to the evil people that would do it, Brad and Lachlan, for example, could you argue that something you could do is save more than one life and therefore yeah. so yes yes that would be the utilitarian view yeah i still don't like that idea no i wouldn't push <laughs> to be fair i'm pretty charitable you know <laughs> don't, don't you are the, the least charitable what person are you, doing about? you don't know what i do in my private life fuck you yes right? i do all right i'm so poor because i'm always giving my money away when was the last time you bought me a beer brad I don't know, last time we went out, I probably believe Bullshit. Either way. Not a chance. That's not charity anyway. That's just, that's, I don't even know what that is. It's not charity, that's for sure. Better shit cunt. All right. Anyway, what I'm saying <laughs> is it, with a million dollars, all right, I would, I'm not saying I wouldn't even feel bad either. I'd, I'd feel bad, but I. I wouldn't. Oh, I, I killed your son, but I feel bad about it. Oh, thanks, <laughs> don't worry about if it. If I could find the, <laughs> okay. if I could I'm find right the then. person that dropped dead because of this button, I would. And then, right. then, then it would. I would try and help out their family. I would. It's a million dollars. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't need all of that million dollars to make my life comfortable. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I would get a house and I would try and live off the money and try and invest and stuff like that. But if I, I would try and find the like. Well, I mean, it would be really impractical to try and find the person because there's seven billion people and you, it could be any one of them. But if there was some sort of thing like, oh, this person completely died, like an, an article or something, just dropped dead from serious, I'd, I'd be like, okay, this could be the person I killed and I would want to look after their family so they didn't just die for nothing. Okay. Well, this story was originally um, <laughs> written by Richard Matheson, who wrote um, I Am Legend, and he also wrote a bunch of um, Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. So, he wrote this um, story. It was called Button, Button. And his his ending was uh, well. His, I didn't tell you the ending of the movie, but um, in his original story, the amount was fifty thousand dollars, not a million dollars. But that was um, in 
what, 1970. Yeah, money. adjusted so, for inflation. Probably close to a million, I don't know, half a million at least. So, the, it's given to a husband and wife and the wife pushes the button. And um, here's a spoiler alert for anyone, but the, <laughs> the wife pushes the button and uh, the person who ends up dying is her husband. And the $50,000 was his life insurance policy. So, like, there was nothing yeah. supernatural going on. And um, she was informed that she never really knew her husband. So, that was, ah, like, it'll be on, someone you don't here. know. Fucking so, loopholes. No, it's kind of a, um, you know, it really activates the arm. And so, I liked it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a, like, she was happy to do it knowing that it would, thinking it would be someone else. And then it turns out it's her husband. And, um, you know, Brad, you push the button and you're... One of your family members dies. You feel good about yourself? You cunt. Well, I, I know all my family members, so it wouldn't be a big deal. Well, how well do you know them, Brad? This is the twist. Will you not listen to? <laughs> Sounds lame as shit. <laughs> You're lame as shit. You fucking dig it. Anyway, it was, also, it was also made into a Twilight Zone episode in 1986, so that was in the second run of the TV show. And I watched the episode, and fuck, it was, it was overacted, and I didn't really like it. I, I'm a big fan of the original... 60 stuff, but the 80s Twilight Zone. Um, I might, I might have to give it another go. But that that one episode kind of didn't like. It. Anyway, the ending of that episode is different to the original story as well. So um, I really like the ending of the story, even though it wasn't very well made. It was the ending was nice because at the end, when the guy comes to collect the box after the wasp pushed it, he says to them, "I'm going to re- reprogram the box and give it to someone else, but don't worry, it'll be someone that you don't know." And it, it's the Twilight Zone music ah. plays, obviously, so it's implied that the next person will have a chance to kill them, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Brad, uh, you know, I love your family, obviously. I don't wish them death, <laughs> but that's what um, <laughs> would happen, apparently, according to this story, so. Mate, according to this story, I'd be next on the boxes list, right? But my family would still have a million dollars, and I could live with it. Or die with that. <laughs> <laughs> As it were. All right, well. Yeah, I'm very shocked to hear this. Um, <laughs> I'd be happier that the person's family would be sadder that they were <laughs> that they died. <laughs> Thus, the overall like the net amount of happiness has increased in the world. So I've made it a better place. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> has anyone seen that meme? That new meme was like, no. Uh, I'm upset that Brad's trying to justify it and make it sound like it's an okay decision to make. No, I, I was just trying to troll like this. Then, like that that meme that everyone, it's like a picture. It's like X, the overall you know, level of happiness went up. Happiness so went up. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. Anyway, you guys need to go to church, read the Bible, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and um. Very disappointed in you two, legitimately. <laughs> I'm being serious now. So, um, you kind of, I kind of felt sick in the stomach listening to that conversation. I don't like either of you two anymore. I will say you're friends because you're fun to hang out with. But I no, I no longer, I no longer respect you at all, Chuck Lachlan. I'll be calling child services. Um, should we move on to the next topic? I don't then? think you've ever once respected me, so I, no net loss. You know, I'm about where I started off. <laughs> I'm not terribly surprised, let's be honest. This one is much more lighthearted than before, so we can have a little bit of fun with this one. So, this is about ethics of um, winning the lottery. So, here's a conundrum for you, Brad. Okay. If someone gives you a lottery ticket as a gift and mm-hmm. you win a large sum of money, are you morally mm-hmm. obliged to share your winnings? Obviously, you're not legally obliged to, 
but are you morally obliged to share your winnings? Um, morally, it's a gift and you, you've benefited from the gift greatly. Um, I don't think morally, I think it, uh, okay, so I think it would be the decent thing to do and I would do it. Um, you do I, decent things, do you? Yeah, I do sometimes. <laughs> Not when Box is giving out a million dollars are around, but, you know, I'm friendly and in general. So, I'm going to give you a lottery ticket, you'll win a million dollars and then you'll kill him. Yeah. Um, no, like, okay, so we'll just put it into, like, a, a real-world scenario. My auntie this year got me a lottery ticket. Right. Right? And, you know, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of lottery anyway because I, you've explained the odds to me and I already knew them. They were pretty astronomical, but once you break it down, it's really bad. Um, it's just yeah. a real waste of money. If I'm going to waste money on something, I want to see, you know, physical uh, waste of money. Um, but if I'd won, I, I would have given her money. I would have given everyone in my family money. It wouldn't have just... Like, I would have made life comfortable for everyone, I think. How much? Let's get down to brass uh, taxi, know, Brad. Let's say you win yeah. $10,000. Do you give any to your auntie? Um, 10 grand. 10 grand. No, I would buy her something, I think. I would, or buy, an ask oh, her. that's interesting. Buy her a nice gift yeah. or so. Yeah, buy her a nice gift. Um, Or, you know, if she needed money for something, say she needed like $1,000 or something. I mean, that's one tenth of the winnings, but I would probably, probably so help her out there. give her I mean, a gift she's... or you'd give her $1,000 yeah. up to. Yeah, what if you won... What if you want a million dollars? I would ask her if there's anything she needs or if she needed money. I would, because I, I wouldn't just go and get her something stupid and you know she'd have no use for. It. Well, there must be that, there must we? be some amount of money where she said, "Yeah, I'll take some money. I want this hmm. much." Where you go? No, nah, I'm not giving you that much. Um, <laughs> What's that amount? So if I at a million dollars, yeah, if she was I like, let's split it in half. No, 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 because then I I can't look after you know everybody in my family. Okay, that's just too so, much. A hundred grand? I would say, yeah, probably a hundred grand. Sure. So, one-tenth of the winnings? Yeah, I'd say that's probably where I'm about comfortable. Right, I mean, I, 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 don't, I think it depends on the amount of money. Say it's $40 million. I mean, if she wanted, you know, a million dollars or, you know, $2 million maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, what if you want I mean, 10, it goes down low. If you want 10 million. 10%. If you want 10 million. I'm going to try to work out an equation based on your answers, by the way, so... Uh, yeah, it million? changes depending on the amount. I would say I'm pretty comfortable with giving her, say, a million dollars, yeah. Uh, Which is, again, one-tenth, yeah. Yeah, okay. if I had tenth, yeah. So, it sounds like a tenth is pretty standard the whole way across. For, yeah, pretty close. Um, like, once you get to higher amounts, um, you know, I might be even more generous because I, I, I won't need as much money to, like, I won't need the full price, if you know what I mean. Yeah. All right, how about this for you, Brad? So, let's say it wasn't a gift and you were the sort of person who played the lottery, right? Yeah. And you said to your mate, um, oh, shit, there's that big draw tonight and... Um, I forgot to get a ticket. I'm stuck at work. Can you pick up a ticket for me? Mm. And then that ticket wins. Do you go like, oh, shit, if he didn't do me a solid and go to the news agents to get a oh. ticket, I wouldn't have won. Yeah, 25%. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a there's a TV show on Australian TV called Winners and Losers. Um, my girlfriend watches that show. Apparently, the premise is that uh, a group of friends, I think it's four or five friends, win the lottery and one of the one of the... Uh, girls refused to participate in the thing. She was like, I don't want to do it. We're not going to win. We nev- I never win anything, whatever. So, she didn't put money in, but then they won. And, Ooh. like, that was, like, the moral conundrum. Should they give her part of the prize money, even though she didn't put in for the ticket and didn't want to be part of it? Definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. You wouldn't give it, Lachlan? No, fuck no. <laughs> she actively refused to be part of it. She shit on the idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I agree. Actually, yeah, <laughs> I think maybe you could, they ended up. I think they ended up giving her an equal share. You might give her some scrap. What? And say, Fuck like, that, bitch! They're all women, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Correct. See, women are motivated by feelings, which is a good thing sometimes. Let's be honest. No, it's absolutely not. And they would have felt sorry for the girl because she didn't well, have any Well, if by motivated by feelings, you mean they wouldn't push a button and kill a stranger. Then that's like a- <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know, Morgan, if you were the friend who went to the news agency yeah, to get the lotto ticket for me, you would be getting zero after tonight. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't want to accept your fucking blood money, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a way I can give you negative percent? Um, so Lachlan what about you if you win 10 grand let's say it was a gift if you win 10 grand how much do you give the person nothing nothing what if it was a million well alright so it depends who gave me the ticket because if I won Tatsoto there are people that I would give money to Mm -hmm. um, but that would not be dependent on whether or not they had given me the ticket oh okay so you, you don't give any extra points for buying the ticket no absolutely not Interesting. Because it's it's a gift. You're if you give someone a Tats Lotto ticket, which is a horrible gift to give someone, by the way, because you're also giving them uh, an obligation to give you money if you win. Well, I was I was going to ask that um, actually, and say, speaking of selfishness, do you think it's actually, um, you know, Brad? No offense to your auntie, because I don't know her. But do you think yeah, technically she listen, it's fine? <laughs> do you think technically <laughs> it's a, a selfish gift because the implication is like. If I give him some chocolates, I'm not going to get any enjoyment out of that. But if I give him yeah. a lottery ticket, there's a chance I'm going to be filthy yeah. rich because of this gift. That's that I'm right. Giving. I think that there's like it's always in the back of your mind, like oh, they could win a twenty million dollar, you know, jackpot right. or something. And, yeah. I'm and you a big payday out of it. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a kickback out of it. But at yeah. the same time, they also want you to win twenty million dollars. It's not completely um, altruistic or anything like that. It's no. not like a regular gift yet. Like you said, they get no enjoyment out of. It. Like my auntie knows if I win twenty million dollars, she's she's probably going to get the money, you know? Yeah. So, you're, 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 I think you're spot on, right? Right there. You get, yeah, yeah. It's a, there's, there's a little bit of selfishness about it because, you know. Yeah, a little like bit. Like, you're yeah, doing yeah. something nice and buying someone a gift, but you're also thinking, yeah. like, oh, I could get something out of this. That's right. Yeah, I don't think she's, like, motivated by getting something out of it. I just think that, you know, she knows realistically that she'll get some money if I win a lot of money. So, uh-huh. it's better than giving me $50 instead you know, instead of giving me the fifty dollars I can spend however I want, she gives me she gives me a lottery ticket, which is fifty dollars, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well that this segues nicely into our last topic for this evening, and uh that is whether altruism exists. Mm. Does altruism actually exist or is philanthropy ultimately just uh selfish? So do people do things that are charitable? Do they do it for social praise they do it because that's what's expected of them and they want to be accepted by a group of people or even like maybe it just makes them feel good inside and if Mm. you feel good inside ultimately is that a selfish act that you did something nice but it made you feel good yeah um when i when i went to uni for psychology we had this conversation i think we ultimately landed on prepared for a topic oh fuck you um inadvertently inadvertently yeah (laughs) <laughs> to the tune of about 80 grand. Um, <laughs> well, uh, money well spent. Absolutely. Money well spent. Uh, that's why I hit the button. I got death to pay, bro. Um, <laughs> I, I think if, if you consider the good feeling inside yourself as a reward, then the true altruism, I don't think, 
can exist. I don't think it's it's possible because well, it, everyone okay, yeah. feels a little bit good. Yeah, like they like they know they're they're doing a good thing, and then you get that sense of yes, I've done something really good, and that is in itself. Like they say, a good deed is its own reward. I think it's possible to have true altruism. I think you come very, very, very close, which is just a good feeling, which is yeah. not a bad thing either. It's not selfish or anything like that to want to have a good feeling about yourself, like to feel good about yourself, what you've done. So I would say that that's altruistic, but even that is very, very rare. Like most people have a, an ulterior motive. Yeah, I guess the the issue with this is that you you can't set up a test where it's like, all right, I'm about to do something that is mm. good, but you, somehow you could physically stop the good feelings from occurring inside of yeah. you and then see if you would repeat that action again or whether you were like, oh, I didn't feel good, so I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> like, there's no, uh, if altruism doesn't exist, there's no way to prove it. And if it does exist, there's no way to yeah. prove it. You know, if it's not based on how you feel about yourself afterwards, then yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, there's there's no way to prove either, either way. If you were to, yeah. to quantify it and say that that good feeling inside didn't count as a reward, then I think mm. that altruism could exist, is, yeah, is how I would put it. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, you see people do some extraordinarily generous things and things at great cost to themselves, like great like great self-sacrifice. Um, and I would say, like, regardless of whether they felt good about themselves or not, I would say that that was an altruistic act. Yeah. Well, there are two famous television shows that explored this idea. So, one of them uh, was an episode of Friends, so, um, Joey and Phoebe are talking and Joey says that when someone does something nice, they feel good about themselves and therefore, this is a quote, there is no unselfish good deed. And as we know, Joey is the most intelligent and philosophical of the Friends characters. Um, <laughs> Hands down. The other episode, um, or the other TV show was Curb Your Enthusiasm. And that's when a, a hospital opened up two new wings. One of them was donated by Larry David and the other was donated by anonymous but it was actually ted danson and everybody <laughs> knew it was ted danson so he gets yeah. he gets it was a fantastic episode <laughs> he gets extra praise for being charitable and appearing as though he's not seeking credit for his charitable donation but when they when they announce like you know this wing was donated by anonymous everybody at the event turns to ted and starts clapping so like everybody <laughs> yeah. that's him that's funny that's great yeah if even if someone does something altruistic, like donate something anonymously, then their name's not going to be up there. People aren't going to walk past it. Because, like, the, the joke was that everybody knew Ted did it. But, the like, when a patient comes into the hospital, they're not mm. going to see Ted dancing in there. So, yeah, exactly. they won't know. Um, but, so, if you do something anonymously, you still feel good about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's completely fair. Um that's why a lot of people make like anonymous donations and stuff like that. They get to feel good about it and then they feel sort of, I guess, doubly good because they're not asking people for all praise and making well, themselves kind of... Well, that's the thing, though. Are they only doing it so that they get that good feeling? And if so, does that matter? Sometimes um, it's like to avoid embarrassment. So some people are just shy and they don't want people to know that they're doing something. But I think a lot of people get a sort of double kick, if you will, because they're like, I'm good and I'm also not talking about how good I am, you know? like Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that, that's how I feel about it anyway. I But to, to your point there, like, does it even matter? I, I kind of think it doesn't, you know. From a utilitarian perspective, yeah, no, it doesn't. Because, I mean, you're doing a good thing, you're getting rewarded, even if you have some sort of ulterior motive, but it's not like a malicious intent, and, like you're not trying to hurt anyone or anything, and you, and you know that at some point it'll be of a net benefit to you down the road even, and it helps someone in the, like, the immediate future or whatever. It's not, I mean, does it really matter? I, I don't think it does. No, no, it doesn't. 
you know, like, oh, I, I'll help out my neighbor, but, you know, down the road, he might, he, you know, he might help me change my tire or something and my car breaks in. You know. I mean, that's, it's not hurting anyone else either way. Like, you're, you're helping him mow his lawn or something and then he's helping you do the car. It's like, yeah, you know, down the road, you're going to get a, a favor in return, but no one's going to be at a loss or anything like that. Like, it doesn't matter. No, I don't yeah, think well, it does. I was, I was going to say that about um, just selfishness in general because I wanted to mention, um, objectivism which is like the philosophy of um ayn rand and it's usually characterized by the phrase rational self-interest so as a Mm. human you have a moral obligation to yourself and to create your own happiness and create some um you know do things that are in your self-interest and that implies you know personal responsibility and all that but a lot of people mischaracterize it as saying that selfishness is a good thing so you should be selfish but i don't think that's exactly fair because like you for an example you might have uh lachlan you might have a (laughs) before you might have a pregnant wife at home and you want to go out (laughs) and crack open a cold one with the boys so it would be in your self-interest in the short term to go out and have a good time but you understand because you're a rational person that in the long run you'll be happier and more fulfilled if you recognize your responsibility to your wife and your future child and you stay at home, like that creates a self-interest in the long run. So things can be um, unselfish in the short term, but ultimately selfish in the, well, not selfish, but in your self-interest in the long term. Yeah, so I agree with that. Yeah, it's not all, it's not all like this is, I did this today, which was selfish. And then I did this, which was not selfish. Like you could see it overall as an arc that w- it was all in your rational self-interest because you, are creating for yourself a better life that you're gonna uh, yeah. live in the end so yeah in that sense i don't think selfishness in itself or acting in your rational self-interest is something that is not morally acceptable i think it's in fact it's the opposite you should you should do that because the, the better you create your life to be the more opportunity you'll have to do good things for other people that's true yeah like if you donate or if you if you have five grand in the bank and you donate all of it to charity that's very nice and that's and now you're poor but yeah if you if you're able to save up money and you know you like you know better yourself as a person and everything and then in the long run you're able to donate five uh, percent of your income every year that's going to stack that, up to be what's that saying um charity starts at home yeah that's it <laughs> no that's actually you gotta, really you gotta help stuff. yourself before you can help others yeah you know, it's like on the life uh, on on airplanes. They say attach your own oxygen mask first because you're no use to someone right. if you're dead. Like you can't mm-hmm. help people if you're dead. So yeah, you gotta take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. And you know, as a individualist, I really like that idea. A lot of people also say that um, Ayn Rand's objectivism is kind of like a just kind of backwardsly in a backwards way, kind of stuffing it into fit the idea of individualism and the free market being the ultimate way to um, run society, which could be true as well, but... Um, it's definitely true. Well, is it the true part that about she, the free market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that you can critique a lot of her ideas, but the first thing you have to do is accurately accurately represent them, and I don't think a lot of people do that, so... Yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, you do always hear that, you know, you've got to... You gotta be selfish or something like that. Something to that effect. Um, to get anywhere. And I don't think it's that's yeah, necessarily Selfish in correct. a good way, not in like yeah. a push a button and kill a strange way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you are not gonna let this go. You know what? I wouldn't push the button because I just could not stand the bitching out you would give me. 
<laughs> it's not worth a million dollars. Good. I'm, I'm glad I saved someone's life. <laughs> there you go. He's being, he's being altruistic, but it's for a selfish reason. Exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're not pushing you. the button, but it's only because you don't want to hear about Morgan. Uh, you don't want to hear about it from Morgan for the rest no, of the No, I'm life. not being altruistic, though. Exactly. That's what Logan said. <laughs> yeah, but to get back to the heart of the question... I think altruism does exist, but I just think if you're going to use the the true altruism, no no reward to yourself, it's it would be nearly impossible to go by those terms. Um, yeah. Well, my solution to this mm. is that it doesn't fucking matter if somebody donates mm. money and they only did it because they're selfish and they wanted to feel good inside, or they were doing it to rub their friend's nose in something like, "Oh, I'm you think you're so good? Look at me! I just donated all this." It doesn't fucking matter. Like it, something yeah. good came out of it. Um, I think if someone does something like that, they may have uh, underlying mental uh, health <laughs> issues that they need to that they need to deal with. But yeah. overall, like I think, if someone gives money to charity or does something that's charitable, your first reaction should be, "That's good that that happened," and not to be a resentful person and tear them down and say, "Oh, they're only doing it because of this." Because then that just makes you a jerk. That makes you look at someone else and think, like, "Oh, there's got to be some dark." Dark, like deep dark motivation for them and yeah. they're you know just that also that also ties into uh something i know the three of us personally talk about a lot which is virtue signaling um it's i mean it's not charity in itself but it's a, a very similar vein it's all about making yourself look good that's right it's about making yourself look good like you you get behind these causes and fucking pray for niece and all this shit um <laughs> You're not actually having any benefit, but you're only doing it so people see you as a good person. Yeah, Yeah, and that's 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 it. Because if you if you're willing to do something to help, and you're only doing it for the social benefit of it, that's fine. But if you're going on Twitter and you're just saying, like, "Oh, I'm so affected by this, and I care so much," but there's no action behind it, that's right. Then that's what virtue signaling is. It's like refusing to actually do anything to help, but trying to get mm. the social praise of somebody who yeah. helps. Changing your fucking Facebook mm. profile picture to say yeah. fucking... Like a know, French flag pray. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, pray for Paris. Yeah. Paris doesn't need prayers. Paris needs fucking... Well, let's not get into that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah, I get what you say. You, you do that, you get the warm, fuzzy feeling on the inside and you go, people know that I'm a good person now. Mm. And but you haven't right. actually done anything. It's like instant self gratification. It's related yeah. to that thing that people call slacktivism, where it's like you're doing the very bare minimum to be seen as an activist. And yeah, yeah. the The idea is that you're going to get the same praise as the person who's out there, you know, doing first aid and yes, uh, that's responding right. responding to an issue, or the person who. Um, yeah, you know, is actually dealing with the problems. You're going to get that same praise, and all you have to do is go on Facebook and Twitter and say how outraged you are about it, and say something that people aren't going to find, yeah, you know, offensive or annoying. Just some stupid platitude mm. like uh, "we're all we're all feeling the hurt tonight," and but I don't know, whatever. Just like we're all God's children, and um, got to treat everyone, you know, all that sort of shit. But yeah. not actually doing anything to help. And that's that's really, uh, yeah, that's annoying. Actually, speaking of Twitter and virtue signaling, I got my first ever Twitter ban for calling uh, Patton Oswald a cunt after <laughs> after the uh, Las Vegas shooting because he was virtue signaling like a fuckwit. What did he say? 
I was just talking about how, you know, guns are bad and you know, everywhere, all that kind of, you know, standard bullshit. And I just said that now is not the time to be, you know, going on about guns and stuff. So a bunch of people just died. Anyway, I'll just bring it up because that was my first ever Twitter ban and I called Pat and I was what a cunt and he reported it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> well done. Congratulations. I know, I was pretty proud. I hate him as well. He's such a wanker. All right, guys, that'll be it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We've all learned a lot tonight. Some things that we can never unlearn and we're shocked to our very core to hear and... <laughs> you know, we've lost a lot of friends along the way, but it's an important discussion to have. And mate, I flip flopped, all right. We're all we're all the better for it in the end, I think. Um, <laughs> anyway, I have uh, I had three friends. I'm down to one. So if anyone wants to be my friend, I got a couple of spots to fill up. Um, <laughs> you never had three friends. Well, two and a half. Two and a half. Thanks, thanks for listening. Follow us on. The socials on uh, Twitter. I think we're most active on Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud. Um, get in touch with us. Tell us if you like it. If the, you like the new season arc, season idea. Um, we'll be talking about something else next time. Hopefully, I'm in a cheerier mood. And uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening. Good night.